Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with God's reign on earth as we pick up in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 5. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. And now the conditions that will exist when he reigns upon the earth, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. We see not the world that God created. We see a world that is suffering the curse because of man's sin. And the curse has spread out into the animal kingdom. It's spread out into the areas, of, the whole area of the earth. The earth is cursed. Thorns and thistles shall the ground produce. The animals at war with each other. That's why nature does not give us a true picture of God. It can declare to us his glory, his power, his majesty, his might, but it doesn't declare his love because the earth is in rebellion against God. But when Jesus establishes his kingdom, even the animal kingdom will be at peace. And I can see a little child taking a lion by the mane and dragging it around, you know. What a tremendous pet that's going to make. My little daughter, oh, my little daughter. (laughs) Help, that's been a while. My grown daughter, Cheryl, now a mother. As she was growing up, always had a great fascination for lions. Loved to draw lions. She wanted a lion for a pet. Never got it, but the day will come and a little child will lead him about. The cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like an ox, no longer carnivorous. And a nursing child shall play on the hole of the asp, very poisonous snake. And a weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's den. And they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now that's what you're praying for when you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. As I say, you do not see the earth today as God created it as God intended it. You see the earth as it is suffering as the result of man's rebellion against God. And that is why it is manifestly wrong to blame God for all of the pain and the hurt and the bloodshed and the evil and the hatred that is in the earth today and demonstrated in all of these horrible things. It won't be that way when Jesus comes to reign. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for a sign of the people, 
and to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Now, this is what the disciples were expecting Jesus to do when he came. And that is why they were so upset and disappointed when he was talking to them about the cross, about his death. But Lord, when are you going to set up your kingdom? When are you going to make this glorious ensign that all of the Gentiles will come flowing, you know, to Jerusalem and all to receive the benefits and the glory? But this remains for the second coming of Jesus Christ. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left. Now God is gathering now and has gathered now the Jews back to Israel. It's in the process of gathering them back as a nation has been reestablished. So God will gather them the second time. When? When Jesus Christ comes again. Then he's going to gather together his elect from the four corners of the earth. In verse 12, and he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Now, in Matthew's gospel, chapter 24, those people who take a post-tribulation rapture position usually use Matthew 24 as one of their key texts for proving their point. Where Jesus, in talking to his disciples about the signs of his coming and the end of the age, declares, Immediately after the tribulation, verse 29, of those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all of the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four corners of the earth or from the four winds from one end of heaven to another. And they say that that is when the rapture takes place. As the Lord at that point gathers together his elect and his elect, they say, is the church. Now they take that position because they are not thoroughly familiar with the Old Testament and God's dealing with the nation Israel. For Isaiah tells us, and he is referring to this very same event that Jesus referred to as the elector gathered together, that the elect are actually from the house of Judah, and they are the outcast of Israel. They are not the church. And of course, also Isaiah further uh, confirms that in the 27th chapter and in verses 12 and 13. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall beat off from the channel of the river unto the stream of Egypt. Ye shall be gathered one by one, O ye children of Israel. And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown. 
and they shall come which are ready to perish in the land of Assyria, the outcast of the land of Egypt. So speaking of the trumpet and the gathering of the people together. And in verse 31 of Matthew, and they shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. Again, a reference to the gathering together of the Jews after his return. As he sets up the ensign and gathers together the Jews from the four corners of the earth where they have been driven in the dispersion. So that gives you a scriptural, clear understanding of Matthew 24 and shows that the elect cannot be the church. So God is gathering together his elect from Israel, from Judah, from the four corners of the earth, Matthew 24. The envy also of Ephraim shall depart. The adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah. Now, of course, there was great jealousies and envies. There were civil wars between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Ephraim representing the northern kingdom and Judah, of course, the southern kingdom. And there won't be any more conflict between them. There'll be one. As in the prophecy of Ezekiel, God said, when he gathers them back together into the land, they will no longer be two nations, but one nation. This division between the northern and southern will be over and they will be one nation on the face of the earth. But rather than being at each other's throat, they will be on those around them and they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines towards the west and spoil them. That's the area of uh, Gaza, the Gaza Strip. And of course, Israel did pounce upon them and, and destroy them and took that territory. They shall spoil them of the east together. That would be those of Jordan and the west bank that they have taken. They'll lay their hand upon Edom and Moab. Jordan is modern uh, Moab. And the children of Ammon shall obey them. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea. And with his mighty wind shall he shake his hand over the river and shall smite it in seven streams and make men go over dry shod. And there shall be a highway for the remnant that will come from Assyria, like as was to Israel in the day that he came out of the land of Egypt. And in that day, this day of the Lord, when he returns and establishes his kingdom, thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. This is, of course, the declaration of Israel, who had been dispersed in the anger of the Lord. And now, as they are returning, they are returning to God, they shall look upon him whom they have pierced, and they shall weep over him as one weeps over their only son that is lost and all. And this beautiful recognition by the nation Israel that Jesus is indeed the true Messiah, and so they will praise the Lord and they will say, you were angry with us, but now your anger is turned away and now you are our comfort. Behold, God is my salvation. That's the name Joshua or Jesus, the acknowledgement of Jesus. They're acknowledging that God is my salvation. Jehoshua, the name of Jesus. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah 
is my strength and my song, and he is become my salvation. And the word Jehovah is salvation is the name Jesus. So it speaks here very clearly of the recognition of Jesus as the Savior. Even as we are told, behold, he comes with the clouds, every eye shall see him. They also which pierced him shall mourn and all. The recognition uh, that Jesus, Jehovah, is their salvation, is become my salvation, Jehovah Shua. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Jesus stood and cried, saying to them, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. But they refused to come. And so in Revelation, the last chapter, Jesus said, Let him that is a thirst come and drink of the water of life freely. In that day, they will accept the offer and they will draw with joy the water out of the wells of salvation. In that day shall ye say, praise the Lord. Now, that seems to bug a lot of people because it seems to be an indication that a person's getting sort of turned on and some people object to people getting turned on to the Lord. I have a friend who was a pastor here in Santa Ana and... uh, He started coming to some Bible studies that we were holding here in Costa Mesa, and he really got turned on to the Lord. And uh, because we were always going around, all the kids in the Bible study, we were always going around just rejoicing in the Lord, saying, oh, praise the Lord and all. And as he began to see the work of God, and as God began to work in a vital way in his life, he started saying, oh, praise the Lord. Well, he finally was called before his church board. And one of the orders that the church board gave to him was, don't use the phrase, praise the Lord anymore. It's undignified. And he was forbidden by his church board. Well, he didn't last long. Because when you see God working so much, it's just awfully hard not to say, praise the Lord, you know. When when you really see the work of God being accomplished. There is a... um, a magazine, religious magazine, that is filled with satire and sarcasm. And these guys are always panning some segment in the body of Christ. And I understand that the latest pan is against the charismatics. And uh, in, in one of the descriptions of them, it refers to them, and these people are always going around saying, praise the Lord, you know, trying to sort of put down the exuberance, the joy, the excitement that we experience when we see God really working. Well, praise the Lord. (laughs) In that day, they're going to say it. And so I don't see any problem with saying it today. When you really see, they're, they're excited because God is working. They're excited because they're taking now the wells of salvation. They're excited because they have discovered that Jesus is the Messiah. Well, I've discovered that he's the Messiah, so I should have the privilege of going ahead and saying it now. Praise the Lord for the glorious salvation that we have through Jesus Christ. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. 
Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. And so this is the glorious acclamation and praise and all that comes when Jesus returns and sets himself up as the king over the earth. And that whole recognition now as the Lord reigns finally over the earth as his kingdom has now come and soon his will is to be done here on earth even as it is in heaven and we're going to enter into this glorious new age. Oh, who can't say praise the Lord to that, you know, when, when we see the world as God wants it to be. When we dwell together in love, when we dwell together in peace, when we dwell together in just this full openness of love one to another, ah, it's going to be glorious. Now, as we move into chapter 13, and he speaks of the burden of Babylon, which Isaiah saw. You remember that we mentioned when we started the prophecy of Isaiah that in many of the prophecies, there was what we called the near fulfillment and the far fulfillment. There, the prophecies were sort of like a two-edged sword in that they had an immediate connotation, but oftentimes there was also a future connotation. So in the seventh chapter, when he said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, shall call his name Emmanuel and all. And that had an immediate kind of a connotation, not of the virgin bearing a son, but a child born at that time before he is old enough to really know much, the kings uh, would be destroyed from Samaria and from Syria. But the far was a prophecy of Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, as was interpreted by Matthew in his gospel. So the near and the far of the prophetic fulfillment. With Babylon, in the book of Revelation, chapters 17 and 18, we have details of the destruction of the ecclesiastical Babylon in chapter 17 and the commercial Babylon in chapter 18. Now, this particular cry against Babylon is the same as Revelation 17 and 18. It is talking about the ecclesiastical commercial Babylon of the last days. So this prophecy is carrying us out to these end times. Lift up a banner upon the high mountain, exalt the voice unto them, shake the hand, that they may go into the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I've also called my mighty ones for my anger, even them that rejoice in my highness. The noise of the multitude of the mountains, like as of a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. For the Lord of hosts is mustering the host to the battle. The kingdoms of nations, this of course, Jesus said kingdoms against kingdoms. Nations shall rise against nation, kingdoms against kingdoms. This would be this, one of the signs of his second coming, the worldwide state of wars. And so the gathering of God of these nations, 
the kingdoms of nations. This great gathering which is spoken of in Psalm 2. Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? For they have gathered together, the kings of the earth have gathered together against Jehovah and against his anointed or his Messiah saying, we will not let them to rule over us, but God who dwells in the midst of heaven shall laugh at seeing that he has them in derision. And yet he will establish his kingdom upon the holy hill of Zion. So the whole Psalm 2 comes into this picture here. As we see now the kingdoms of nations gathered together in this last portion of the great tribulation period. And we're dealing now with that final period of great tribulation prior to the return of Jesus Christ. As the nations have gathered together, really in a sense to try to hinder the establishing of the Lord's kingdom. They come from far countries, from the end of heaven, even the Lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study in the book of Isaiah on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Isaiah 11 through 13 when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May God bless you and keep His hand upon your life, to guide, to strengthen, to bless. May he minister to your life in such a way that you'll be very conscious of the presence of God. And may you just recognize his nearness and his grace and his love and just be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. May the Lord bless, watch over, and keep you through Jesus Christ our This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Come along on an exciting adventure as Pastor Chuck reads the story of the Ten Commandments to children. God wants us to keep the Ten Commandments, but we just can't do it. So Jesus came and did it for us. Featuring Pastor Ken Graves as the voice of God. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. Honor your father and your mother. And Pastor Poncha Juarez as the voice of Moses. Do not be afraid. 
Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you today. And so many others. No, I will not let God's people go. Oh no, here comes the water. Go back to Egypt. Tell Pharaoh to release my people. To order the story of the Ten Commandments book by Pastor Chuck, which comes with the audio CD as a gift, call the word for today at 800-272-WORD. Or to see a sneak preview of the book, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.